the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome back. It's hour two of this Friday night special. Who remembers that old TV show? Uh, was it Midnight Special? And might have been on a Saturday night. Who remembers that uh, that old TV show? It was a music show that used to come on. You don't you, you don't remember that Skins? No, I was a, I was a kid myself on, on that one. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. If anybody remembers the show Midnight Special. And who the host of that show was, uh, that's that's a little trivia quiz for you guys tonight. Hey, glad to have you on this final hour of tonight's show as we wrap up the week. Friday also means Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. So that'll come up later in the show. Right now we're going to uh, visit. We've got uh, Alan Mia's back with us from Hawaii to give us an update on what is going on in Maui. As I look on uh, the monitors here in the studio, it looks as though I'm seeing some reports of 67 dead at this point some reports of 69 and many missing so uh certainly alan mia who's with us now will give us uh, all the information that we need to know welcome back to the andrea k show alan mia thanks andrea it's a pleasure to be on with you guys again okay so uh what's the latest in terms of, of the situation on maui yeah, really the latest is, like you just said, the death toll. Um, Maui was reporting 12 additional wildfire fatalities, uh, bringing that death toll to 67 now. They do say that, um, expect that number to climb uh, as we've gone into kind of a search and from search and rescue to really search and recovery as well at the same time. Uh, cadaver dogs are being used now going through some of the rubble as historic Lahaina Town is, is literally just you know, as we said, the past couple of days is completely gone. Mm. Uh, residents are uh, being allowed to, um, some residents are being allowed back into Lahaina, but no access to, of course, historic Lahaina town as it's been completely uh, flattened. Um, you must show ID, of course. And if you are a tourist and you have a hotel reservation, like on a poly, uh, the west side of, of Maui, uh, you will have to show your reservation as well. But uh, there will be a curfew in effect of, I believe it is 10 p.m., um, but residents, as of noon today, were allowed to start making their way back to Lahaina to see if their homes are, in fact, standing. And we do expect uh, the total buildings that have been destroyed is at around 1,000 right now, mm. if not more. And they expect that number to still climb. Um, and, uh, you know, many, many people still unaccounted for. People are still trying to get uh, in touch with their loved, one, loved ones out there uh, on the west side of Maui. We even have one of our coworkers here who had family that was missing, but luckily yesterday they got word that they are all safe oh, and sound. Um, so a uh, big, huge of relief here at, at our Salem family here on Oahu. But 
Um, many, many people and thousands, I say thousands, are still displaced, wondering what the next steps are and are waiting for advice from the city and county. Well, yeah, my understanding is I the number that we saw here in San Diego and missing was around a thousand, but it's got to be more than that because we're also hearing reports that there weren't any warnings, that they didn't hear any sirens, that the fire just yeah. came so quickly that they, they didn't even have any notica- notification to evacuate. And gosh, I hate sounding gruesome, Alan, but... Um, there's reports of many people who died in their cars trying to get out because they just didn't get the warning until too late. Yeah, cars are people that just couldn't escape the the, the quick moving flames of the high winds that were propelled by 50 plus mile an hour winds. And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of talk out there, uh, this being the second deadliest uh, wildfire in U.S. history. Um, and, and the difference with this one is there was no time to react. Uh, mm-hmm. The winds were gusting, extremely hot. Uh, you you got to realize a lot of our buildings are very old wooden buildings. Um, so you, you, it's a recipe for disaster, plus the drought, low humidity, high wind. Uh, and then however this fire started, and we're trying to figure out where it might have started, it could have been, you know, anything from a transformer blowing up to, a, you know, a down power line that sparked and then the wind just took it. And and so literally there was no time to react. This is not like a wildfire in the forest where you kind of have maybe hours mm-hmm. to days, right. uh, a weeks to evacuate and wonder if it's going to, you know, the, the wind is going to shift or, or bring it towards your area. You have time to evacuate. This one came at such a, uh, a just a fiery force that it was hard for anybody to to escape uh, those flames. And, and uh, you look at Lahaina Town pictures of before and after mm. and you can't. You can't help but tear up oh, it's terrible. Um, and, and, and shed a little tear and, and your hearts are broken for the people of Maui. Yes. And not just because these are business owners or at somebody's home, but it's just like history. It would be the equivalent to me of like the French Quarter burning down yeah. and losing these historic buildings and our culture because you you can rebuild a house but it's like you know, you've got a structure that's historical, has been there for hundreds of years and it's gone. I mean it's it's gone. It's just gone. Yeah. And you have cultural, you know, significant areas, too, that were just absolutely decimated that, you know, um, people of Hawaiian ancestry and descent, um, you know, really revere and and honor. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so you you take into all of it into account. And, you know, for the people of Maui, for the people of Hawaii, um, we're all hurting. But we do hear the prayers and we do hear the thoughts and, and the well wishes from you know, those across from the mainland and across the world. And, and we, we thank you guys so much. And, and for the, the tourists who had their trips and plans, you know, uprooted, we appreciate your patience. Uh, there are a couple out there that are making the rounds in the media unhappy that they, their plans got derailed. Um, but, you know, it, it, <laughs> unfortunately, it, it's sad. But at the same time, we appreciate the, the patience of everyone because this we, we're very understanding. I heard that we, that we know that this just didn't affect us in Maui or here on, you know, in the state of Hawaii. But it also affected those that, like you and I talked about the other day, has saved up for years to make this trip mm-hmm. and, and to make this a vacation of once in a lifetime for some. And it just got absolutely, you know, crushed from the get go. Yes. And and it's also and 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 this is going to be a town. I, I'm trying to wrap my head around recovery because it's not these are not just structures. It's also livelihoods. Right. So that are dependent on tourist dollars. And, I, you know, from from a going forward standpoint, I don't know if it's too soon. We've got a local uh, 
Hawaiian restaurant, I think up in Rancho Bernardo, San Diegans, I'll get that information uh, for you and share on the show, that's, uh, you know, taking donations to try to help the citizens of Maui. I saw reports today that there are some locals, and I don't know if you can share the validity of this, but I'm hearing that there's reports of locals being really upset that we've got a lot of American billionaires living there and wanting to know what they're going to do. They haven't, I guess, pledged uh, support to help rebuild, that being Jeff Bezos, uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, maybe even Barack Obama. Is there any truth to that or is that just politics? No, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. I think there's truth to it. I think you do have a select few uh, people out here that are upset with those that are our megastars, like you said, Oprah, and those that have a lot of money, like Jeff Bezos, Lauren Sanchez. Um, you know, what are they going to do coming forward? But I just saw a report that actually Jeff Bezos, Lauren Sanchez, were, are going to donate $100 million to Maui, <gasps> uh, to, the, to a Maui fund. Wow. Um, so that that's amazing. Yes, you know, that I makes think- me so happy. Yeah, I think when you when you when you you look at it, and and again, this is why I say there might be some truth to it because I think at the moment you're so mad, you're mad at the world, your mm-hmm. your life had just got flipped upside down, mm-hmm. and all you can think about too is like you know you have a lot of people not from here, but have homes here mm-hmm. uh, that are a part of the community with the homes in which they have, and they have the means to help support. And and I'm not I'm not saying and and here's the thing that people have to understand as well. I'm not saying it, it is Jeff Bezos, Lauren Sanchez, it's Oprah Winfrey's responsibility, um, you know, but what they do with their money is what they do. How they want to help out is is, is, is to their own volition. But I, I think for people here, I think they, they see that you guys have the means to help us in a mm-hmm. time of real big need. Yes. Uh, you come here, you enjoy our islands, you enjoy our way of life or your vacation. Um, and then when the time is that we need you, you're nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that is, again, the fact. I, there's a lot. See, people don't understand, too. There's a lot of planning that goes into it. You can't just go, I'm going to donate $100 million. You, you right. got to plan. Oh, yeah. You, you got to figure out how to make it happen. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. So not everybody can come out immediately and be like, I'm going to donate this amount of money. And I, I think um, as time goes on, you'll start to see some of these, um, you know, some of these millionaires come out and billionaires come out and, and donate and, and help the, the relief effort. I but hope I so, because, you know, they, these are celebrities in particular who've used their names uh, to push uh, a, a, an agenda of caring about the little guy, caring about the minority, caring yeah. about the, the worker. And here's an opportunity for them um, to practice what they preach. And so, you know, I wasn't expecting you to say a hundred million. I was expecting, you know, that's a, a, he may be the richest man in the world. That's still a lot of money to pledge. And when you own a home in an area, you are a part of that community. And this is a community that's very special. And I know everybody matters. So y'all don't be coming at me, but I love, love, love Hawaii. Just has such a special place in my heart, and um, and 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 I just feel like I feel like it's such a spe- Louisiana. In some ways, is like its own country, and I feel like that's the way Hawaii is. And I just feel like you know, it just breaks my heart when there's you know such a a, a unique cultural area and cultural people, and when it suffers this kind of devastation. And I just hope everybody rallies behind them and helps support them. I really do. Yeah. You know, real quickly, too, you know, like I said before, you know, we are so appreciative of the outpouring support from not only here in Hawaii, but uh, across the world and especially from the mainland. Um, I will say this. I just I, I implore 
uh, people to do their due diligence if they do want to donate mm, and, mm-hmm. and whatever it is, funds, clothes, whatever means it is to, to do your due diligence and, and make sure that the who you're donating to, what organization is legit. Right. Um, there are reports coming out. There are scammers out there. So it's imperative that, you know, just do your homework. Make sure that you know where exactly your money is going to to make sure that it gets to the people of Maui and the state of Hawaii to make sure that we can rebuild Lahaina Town and, and every area within Maui and also Hawaii Island can be rebuilt, rebuilt stronger and better than it was before. All right. Do you, uh, well, I don't know if you want is it is it if you want to recommend somebody where they can give right now or if you want to come back as as things progress with some recommendations. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, how do you feel about that? I actually would like to come back. Um, we're actually working on a big fundraiser here that I know will uh, benefit the people of Maui and the rebuilding efforts and recovery efforts. So we're we're. We're um, in the midst of planning an event that okay. the, the, even the mainland can get in, uh, involved with. Awesome. Uh, it'll be a concert-type show. Uh, the details are still very vague and in the, the, the very early stages of planning. But when I have those details, I would love to join you guys again awesome. uh, to, show, uh, to let you guys know how you can help uh, and make sure your money goes to those in need in, on Maui. Alan Mia, thank you so much for being here tonight. God bless everybody. Prayers, 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 prayers for so Maui. Much. Thank you. All right, now stay tuned because we got more to talk about on the other side of the break. There's breaking news coming out of the FDA. We're going to share that with you when we come back. The Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We're going to read a couple emails from listeners out there. I love, love, love hearing from y'all. Um... This is from Shawnee says, I'm so glad to hear the youth speaking on your show. I think you may have a tough time picking a hero of the week. Uh, that was uh, last hour. We had we the kids on the show, including some actual kids. Um, we had two young gals, 17 and a 12 year old. We're here from Arizona. Um, we had Jack and Henry who are from L.A. on the show. And they talked about their experiences, what they love about the country. Um, they all, I think, want to do some journalism and we de- desperately need some future actual real journalists that appreciate this country and understand uh, the Constitution and our history. So thank you for that email. Uh, Frankie sent Senator Con- John Kennedy's explosive confrontation with Schumer. We love us some Senator Kennedy. I don't know how we might have missed that. So we'll give that a watch. And uh, we'll have to watch that maybe over the weekend, Frankie. Let's see what else we got. Frankie also sent Bell and James living it up. Oh, I think I know that song. Living it up Friday night. Mm, living it up Friday night. He says, we got uh, Tigers representing Cali. Way to go, AK. Happy Friday. Go spell G-E-A-U-X, of course. Who else we got here? We got Mo. She messaged, hi, hoping your baby is all better. I know you had a great time last night. Hope all attendees will be running for office of everything. I don't want to lose hope. Starting to think our goose is cooked. Wow. Um, First of all, Gator is better. 
I had some uh, blood work done on him. Yes, I did. Because <laughs> they weren't sure if he had an issue with his pancreas or what was going on with him. They wanted to make sure he didn't have pancreatitis. You took it in and they have confirmed he is cute. They've Well, of course. In fact, when I was, they were ta- they take him to the back to do the blood work and then they were going to give him um, like put some, give him some saline in case he was dehydrated and give him an injection of some medicine. So I hear them take him back and I hear the gals in the back going, oh, he's so cute. And then one of them used Gator and pretended that Gator was singing her happy birthday. It was super cute. Um, um, so I didn't mind then spending $170 on blood work. Yes, I did. But he, they came. The blood work came back that there's nothing wrong with him. He's fine. So they think it was just. Let's just say he's got some doggy IBS. They think the problem is. So I just got to stay good with uh, giving him healthy food to eat. Um, as for last night, yeah, we had uh, Paula Witzel was there from the San Diego County Republican Party, and one of the things the things I mentioned at the town hall was last fall we had 240 seats. 240 in San Diego County of city council, school board in particular, um, where Democrats were running unopposed. It's hard for us. It, you know, people complain, oh, they don't like what's being done with the kids and they don't like this here, the gas tax, and they don't like this going on. But half the Republicans don't even bother to vote let alone run for office, and that we need. And, and if you don't want to run for office, fine. How about you find somebody to run for office, but you help you help on a campaign, make phone calls, helps, you know, do people stuff envelopes anymore? Help send out some emails, work the polls, get active. So thank you, Mo, for that email. Um, let's see if we've got any more. I might have deleted a couple that I got. Um. Let's see what else we got. Frankie, secret Chinese lab discovered. Yeah, that was a lab that there was a lab that was discovered in California that was uh, had. It was an illegal lab. The company running it was out of another another state. I might have been Nevada. There was active COVID going on, and this was an illegal lab where they were cooking up all kinds of crap, probably funded by the taxpayers. So, yeah, we need to, we need to focus on that. Um, but that brings me to our story tonight. Thank you, Frankie, for that. We need to, we need to, I, I think we actually saw that article, and then there was some other breaking news, and we didn't get to it. I think that's what happened with that. Okay, so... Um, and Sean mentioned Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. I got a couple nominees here for heroes. We've got Doctors Mary Tally Bowden. I think I've heard of uh, Dr. Mary Bowden out of Texas, I believe. Dr. Paul Merrick and Dr. Robert Apter, who all filed a lawsuit against the FDA for their portrayal of ivermectin as dangerous for human consumption. They note that the FDA had approved ivermectin for human use since 1996, for a variety of diseases, but they alleged that um, the advent, that with the advent of COVID nineteen pandemic, the FDA, the FDA, FDA began releasing documents and social media posts discouraging the use of the antiviral drug for COVID nineteen treatment. So they decided to file a lawsuit for lying. Quote here says Dr. Bowden, we're suing the FDA for lying to the public about ivermectin. 
Claims were made that the initial article misrepresented the law by stating the FDA's uh, official stance against ivermectin use without mentioning the doctors were allowed to administer the medicine. Um, U.S. law is cited in the complaint, including the provision that the FDA may, quote, may not interfere with the authority of a healthcare provider to prescribe or administer any legally marked device to a patient for any condition or disease within a legitimate healthcare practitioner patient relationship. That is U.S. law. So the FDA broke the law because they did absolutely, in fact, do a public a media campaign. They used the Biden administration. As, and the Trump, administra- Trump administration at the time to allege um, <clears throat> member Fauci uh, um, uh, and, and others alleging that the FDA did not approve. Here's here's what they did. Um, it, 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 the U.S. FDA did a tweet. This was in August of 2021. You are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all. Stop it. FDA.gov, why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19. Using the drug ivermectin to treat COVID-19 can be dangerous and even lethal. The FDA has not approved the drug for that purpose. All lies. All lies. They knew back the only way that they could shove that poison on the American people of the clot shot was by denying under the emergency use authorization was by denying that there were any any other treatments that were available and there were there was ivermectin and a combination of drugs and there was hydroxychloroquine and a combination of drugs and they denied it and they they lied to the american people and how many american people died as a result and even if you could find a doctor to prescribe it you had a heck of a time finding a pharmacy to fulfill the prescription. We're going to continue this discussion on the other side of the break. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. AK, Dynamite in the Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. So before the break, we were talking about this lawsuit that was filed um, by these three doctors, um, one of which I'm pretty sure is from Texas. They filed a lawsuit against the uh, Food and Drug Association, the FDA, for their lies about ivermectin to the American people. Lies that were parroted by the legacy media. Remember when Joe Rogan was accused of taking horse dewormer? There's Americans out there right now who actually believe ivermectin is a horse dewormer and it's not something that was considered a magic drug and actually prescribed for COVID. And by the way, let me remind everybody who might have forgotten how many pharmacists, how many uh, governors, and how many of those, the very people that were telling you that it was a horse dewormer and not safe were hoovering it up and stockpiling the stuff in their homes. Isn't that just like a communist society where the, the elites get the best medical care and the little peasants are told you got to sit at home until you can't breathe anymore and your oxygen levels and your, your, you know, are, are so low you're gasping for air. And then you go to the hospital and then they're told by fraud Fauci, they got to put you on a ventilator and give you remdesivir that's going to kill you and destroy your kidneys. And then the hospital gets paid to do that 
and gets a bonus for putting COVID on your death certificate, even if you didn't die from COVID. This is what's been done. Fraud Fauci is the greatest serial killer that's ever lived. And this past week, thanks to Andrew, we got to get Andrew um, Angievsky back on the show from Open the Books. He has been working for a few years now to try to get the to, to, to the money situation of Fraud Fauci. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Rand Paul asked him at one point, you make any royalties? You get any royalties from any of this stuff? Oh, I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, public, I don't have to report publicly any royalties. Get this. The very people in control of our public health get a kickback from Big Pharma. And it's perfectly legal. They're able to kill for profits in this country. It wasn't at the left that used to be um, that be the ones that say, oh, big oil and, you know, the Republicans are the party of big pharma. Well, you know, they, the, the left doesn't seem to care. They've bought into it. They were happy to believe Fraud Fauci, see him on the cover of InStyle magazine and none of them. The, the truth is out there. It was all a lie. It was all a lie. Some 17 year old today. Basketball player. Dropped dead, apparently, in front of his parents. I mean, now, I don't know if that kid died from the shots, but here's what we know. Kids were forced to get shots that they never needed to get. Americans were forced to get shots they never needed to get. We still have, Bob Walters reported last week, what was it, over a thousand colleges and universities around the country are still requiring shots and plan to forever. And it's a lie based upon a lie. These shots need to come off the market. They, they do not stop anybody from getting COVID. They don't stop anybody from getting really sick from COVID. They don't stop anybody from dying from COVID. You're much more likely, and they're trying to try it out COVID again and disease X. And we've got to say, enough. Why are you going to pay for your kid to go to a college and be forced to be injected when you've got a healthy kid? Why are you going along with it? I wouldn't send my kid to a school where he's required to get that shot. Well, it sounds like the same playbook, too, Andrea, because even prior to COVID, Fauci was coming out talking about what we should do if there were some type of a pandemic. Yeah. It's on the take. That used to be called a conflict of interest when you stand to make money off of a crisis, right, or off a problem. Unbelievable to me. Have you heard anybody else talking about this story, by the way? Not today. No. So now the FDA has corrected it and they've said, well, we didn't tell anybody they couldn't prescribe it. We didn't say that. We didn't say that. Just like they changed the definition of a vaccination to accommodate the fact that the COVID shots didn't vaccinate anybody. Now the FDA is coming back just like and Fauci's coming out saying, I never told anybody about any shutdowns. I didn't support that. I didn't say schools needed to be shut down. I mean, the gaslighting, this is like weapons-grade gaslighting kind of stuff. Weapons-grade. I haven't talked about it, but I feel like we're being gaslit on this 70-something-year-old guy that got killed by the FBI, who was, okay, so he supposedly issued some threats against the president, needs to be checked out. Absolutely. Madonna needed to have Secret Service show up on her door. When she said, I have dreamt for years, I paraphrase here, of blowing up the White House. 
right? Johnny Depp saying, where basically, where is, um, you know, somebody to assassinate President Trump when we need him kind of thing. All the, I mean, uh, movie, uh, movies, videos, plays, all showing Trump being assassinated. None of those people had a SWAT team show up at their door where they get mowed down, except the 74-year-old guy. Something stinky. Something stinky there to me. And why don't SWAT teams have cam- uh, body cams? Why don't SWAT teams have body cams? I needed to ask that question of Officer Tatum last night. We just, we, we, and one of the things too about the town hall last night is, I, I, you know, I left, I left this morning thinking of all the different topics we didn't get to because there's just so many issues that we're hit with. And that's why I think we have to be strategic about our mes- messaging and make sure that whatever topic we're talking about, whether it's crime in this country, whether it's the open borders, whether it's the weaponized deep state, whether it's abortion, it all comes back to freedom, that the fabric of our nation has been ripped apart. Conservatives and Republicans need to stop using the term democracy. We are not a democracy. We are a republic. We need to start understanding what that is and start communicating that, right? You, you, you're supposed to have local control and local power. Do what, do what works for your community, Notice and how many times the, the Democrats use the word democracy. Yes, absolutely. On purpose, because the whole thing is about trying to centralize power. And the Republican Party has been on board with that. They could have with Obamacare. You look at our health care. So many of the issues that we have as a nation are because it's been centralized. Control has been centralized to the federal government. Like our borders. Should that not be under local control? And quite frankly, under the Constitution, I'm not an expert in this. Governor Abbott had the the border governors have more power to do that. That reminds me of he, he could under the Constitution declare it a national emergency and actually have his National Guard um, secure that border. Where was my article? Chuck Todd said something really interesting on his show. He said that because, um, you know, that the, they've they've tried to avoid our, our borders are Kamala Harris didn't even bother to go to the border. She went, you know, somewhere in, in Nevada. People joke she was at Taco Bell. Uh, the legacy media is never down there um, when when um, the the when was AOC down there where she did the phony op outside of a parking lot uh and you know they, they rfk jr's done more coverage during his campaign than democrats have done in four years absolutely it was actually a brilliant move as much as abbott could do more i think in my opinion as as a governor to secure the border him sending the illegals over and over and over and overwhelming chicago and new york city with these illegal aliens has worked because now you've got Eric Adams in New York City saying this is a crisis and the the federal government, the federal government needs to step in and do something. And here's what uh, Chuck Todd said on uh, Wednesday's episode of Meet the Press Now. Uh, he teased a segment about the, quote, growing humanitarian crisis in New York City in the shelter system, which is, quote, being slammed by an influx of migrants and new calls for federal help. Todd went on to say, I guess Gregory Abbott was right when he said once he got blue cities to deal with this, that they would be very upset at the federal government. Absolutely. 
It's just like kind of like what I was talking about with these celebrities that own homes in Hawaii. They love to talk and their brand to be and yammering about, you know, taking care of communities and the poor people, the minorities. And why why is it more being done for these people and living wage and this and that? Well, you know, Bezos is over there. Oprah's over there. Obama. Obama grew up in Hawaii. Has he said anything? Now, he grew up in uh, Honolulu, I believe, on Oahu, but has has Barack Obama, who currently has a mansion over there, has he said a thing? Has he come out and pledged anything? Hypocrites. Every one of them. They love open borders until they got to do something, to, to, until they got to deal with the burden of it. We're going to take a break. Final segment of tonight's Andrew K. Show, Here of the Week and Stink of the Week. Do you have one? I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is a uh, final segment. Time for Here of the Week and Stink of the Week. I've got a couple of uh, stink nominees here. Uh, this week, the Walt Disney Company partnered with um, their Disney's uh, got this um, division called Disney Style and that's where they market uh, girls like children's girls attire on social media they partnered with a man TikTok influencer Sean Altman a man who identifies as gender fluid uh, to market many remember how you and I talked before about um I think you said something like they that Disney doesn't really own Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse. Um, well, yeah, they ha- I, I guess they have to renew like uh, the 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 licensing on it every so often. Well, they have. I didn't even know that they had a division of Walt Disney Company called Disney Style that promotes its clothing and accessories. Um, but this biological man, a grown man, has been hired to dress like Minnie Mouse. Wearing a red dress that, you know, you know, the Mickey Mouse look, the, the red polka dot dress, the yeah. white collar, black tights. Uh huh. And he says, Minnie is me. Altman says, I fit right in with Mickey and his friends at Disney style. He's got on the white lacy gloves. He puts on red lipstick, turns his hair into the iconic Mickey Mouse ears look. I just, I look just like Minnie Mouse, he says, but something's missing. And then he adds a big red bow to his hair to further channel Minnie. This is absolutely vile. This is so predatory. This is on TikTok. I just... This is despicable to me. It's I don't I don't know which is worse, that or the fact that I saw somebody post a picture of their little girl. She looked like she was around six or seven years old. Uh, little black girl, absolutely beautiful, just skin like you know, um, just perfection, just so creamy. Um, you know, you can see some kids, and you know that they're never going to have a blemish. They're never going to have a pimple. You know, I had pimples. I was always, I was just, uh, uh, that was something that just, uh, uh, never mind. You'd look like you've never had a pimple either, Skins. Uh, Well, thank you, but that's not true. It's not true. Okay. 
You know how there's but some I appreciate people, it. You know how there's some people that go through life because even as a little kid, even at, like when I was six, I would have like little bumps and stuff on my skin. I actually had more pimples as a as adult as an adult oh, than did? I did. I, as a kid, I had none. Yeah, so I notice skin these days because well, I've always noticed skin because I've just never had that flawless skin. Anyway, um, so despite the fact of how adorable this child was, I couldn't help but notice that this child was literally holding up a book that said "In My Daddy's Belly." The miracle of transgender men creating life. And in part, I was shocked because when I think of this transgender movement and the mutilation of children, I think that the black community has pretty much stayed away from it by large. I mean, how have we seen very many transgender? I mean, when we see these stories, I don't really see a lot of black kids. So why why was this little girl holding up this book? I mean, the, and this book comes from a story by Logan Brown, by Bigger Picture Books. This is what we're doing to our children. The miracle of transgender men creating life. The Pediatric Association says they're going to give it another look about, quote, gender affirming care, the mutilation of children. But for right now, they're going to maintain their stance. That's some serious stink. And that's something that we talked about at last night's town hall. If this isn't a hill we're going to die on, then what what are we going to do? Because this transgender movement is what is going to completely destroy this nation. It's the Trojan horse. It destroyed. They're destroying children's reproductive system. Who's going to be able to uh, who? And this see that justifies also the open borders because they're creating an America that can't reproduce, right? The rent a the rent a womb crowd wants to be able to rent wombs. But we're going to have a future of women that can't that aren't going to have uteruses. So it should be you your know, parental right to protect your kids. It should be your parental obligation to not allow not allow this to happen to your child. That is a central, uh, you know, just like it's it just like it's illegal in every state for a kid to drink alcohol. This should be illegal in every state. My microphone is jumping up and down because of the... Did you see? I did. I did. (laughs) If I sound distracted in this segment, it's because we've got major construction going on and my microphone is jumping up and down. And I'm like, do I need to run out? Is this an earthquake? Um, So uh, those are my two nominees for Stink of the Week. Then also my third nominee for Stink of the Week has to be this this whole... um, I, I'm torn because is it the weaponized FBI and DOJ or the Republican Party that's allowing them to get away with it? Those are my three stinks. What are your stinks? I mean, you're going to see think this is silly, but I mean, for me, seriously, my stink of the week was Mike Pence's uh, campaign video filling oh, up yeah. his truck when he wasn't filling up his truck. <laughs> no, that's that's my that gave me such laughs that I got to maybe think that's that's a nominee for hero of the week. But because... how dumb do they really think we are? <laughs> Yeah, it was entertaining. That was that was it was Mondo in, in, uh, insulting, though. Absolutely. As Mondo an American, insulting. I was very insulted. Yes. Um, he took some heat from it. Apparently, there you know, the Iowa State Fair is happening this weekend. And apparently, like the crowd just doesn't dig it on Pence. I mean, he is so like completely out of touch. Um, and, but that I mean, that makes him the perfect representative of the establishment. Um, the DeSantis campaign, last night we did an unofficial poll at the town hall, asked for a show of hands, about four people out of the 200 that were there raised their hands for DeSantis. 
Now, I don't know if some people raised their hands for Trump because they thought I, and I told everybody, you can be honest. I mean, what you know, I you know, you can be honest. I mean, this was a, this was a town hall meant for honesty, where we were a safe space where you could, you know, share your thoughts and your suggestions and, and where you think we should go. Um, I've yet to, I'm not seeing DeSantis campaign hats around anywhere. I haven't seen one. I'm not seeing, I'm just not seeing it. I'm not. Um, Nominee for Hero of the Week. You know what? Honestly, and I mean this sincerely, Andrea, everybody that showed up for the Saving America Town Hall last night, because it was a big deal. Yeah, it was. And I, I that's that's mine as well, because and that included the we the kids. We had uh, kids that were there. They did our they did the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, uh, yeah, because it, and and I Brandon Tatum says he got it from Dennis Prager, um, but he always loves to, to quote Prager that there's three kinds of, of people. There's those that do nothing. There's the warriors and there's the, those that support the fighters. And everybody in that room last night was either a warrior or there to support the fighters. And this is a country that has to be saved because one of the gentlemen that spoke up at the town hall last night said, can we lose this country? And... Where else would we go once America is gone? I mean, we we're, we have an open border where it, literally 8 million people have been rushing and are still rushing to come in here. But let me tell you, once America is gone, we're, you know, they're not they're they're not rushing uh, any other country. They're coming here. 140 countries people are coming from. They're all coming here. But let me tell you, once America is gone, there's no other there's no other great place to go. You're going to go to the great Scandinavia? Honestly, Andrea, they might be wishing they hadn't come. Well, yeah. Because eventually, because right now, and we didn't even have a chance to talk about the Great Reset last night. We didn't have a chance to talk about the fact that China's buying up our farmland, that they intend to make us hungry and forced to eat crickets and lab-grown meat. Listen, we, you know, th- you're my heroes last night. Everybody who came out, that was not Keep meant... Up. that We got to continue the conversation. We got to continue to work on how we can save this country. That was not meant to be a one and done. It was meant to start a conversation. And that means you can call us on our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Email me at andreakayshow.com, andreakayshow.com. See you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.